Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Come here to me. When was the last time, think now, think hard, when was the last time you used a phone box uh, to actually make a regular call, not just a an emergency call or anything like that. When was the last time you used a phone box? Do you remember phone cards? I think, do they, they, I I know phone boxes now, some of them in the UK where they still exist, you can tap your card and and, and pay for your phone call that way. But when was the last time you actually used a phone box in the city? See there where um, proposals have been set out now by Cork City Council to replace the phone boxes in Cork City. The existing ones are to be taken out and replaced with new kiosks. This came up at last Monday night's meeting that the council would engage with AIR over the next few months. There's 15 phone boxes in the city centre and there's five more around the outskirts or around the satellite towns, Balancholic, Douglas, St. Louis, Cathedral Road, Shannon So that's 20 odd phone boxes in or around uh, the, the immediate city. And then you go into Carrigaline, just there by Janeville, they took the old phone box and turned it into a, a defibrillator station, which is a fantastic idea. But do you remember the, the last time you used a phone box? Do you ever remember ringing home or ringing the operator? I'm making myself old now. Ringing the operator and placing a reverse charge call. Or the way you used to... There was buttons on it, although they did away with this now in the more modern ones. There was buttons on it, and you tap the button, and you might eventually get through. Yeah. Or did you sneak out to ring someone special on a phone box? And would you be saving up your coins so you could ring someone special on a phone box? Tell me about your phone box story. When the last, time, last time you used one. When was the last time you saw one working? <laughs> I mean, do any of the ones... There's the best band to ask, Aiden from IT Repairs on Oliver Plunk Street. Do any of the ones down there, Aidan, even work anymore? Good morning. Hi, good morning, PJ. No, I don't think so for years. I don't think so. I just remember seeing a fella once. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it, it's great that at last, at last we're moving into modern times. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, no, uh, it, it's great the, the, that they'll finally get rid of these dirty things. Now you, you, because, you've been down with us before about the graffiti and people using them for things they weren't intended for at all. And some of the least being for toilet use, graffiti, filth, other such filth, drug taking going on in them. They're not doing away with them completely. They're replacing them with kiosks. Yeah, well, at least um, 
at least the, what you just mentioned, but they won't be using them for that anymore. Um, but uh, like, it, it'll be a much cleaner uh, thing, you know, mm. um, and and it'll be much neater and smaller. Um, the the only thing I would still say is uh, like outside the shop here, at least one or two people a day fall off the. The, the the footpath, you know, the footpath is there with the loading bays, yes, which are great, obviously for the courier guys in the morning, and uh, and it's brilliant that the, you're you're not allowed to drive up Oliver Plunkett Street after five in the evening. That was a great thing Cork City Council introduced, but the footpath itself, it, 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 people are falling off it because they're walking along and they think that there's no. They think there's no um, dip. There's no difference in in, in in height between the footpath and the road, and they're falling and kids falling flat on their face. And uh, but I, I don't mind kids because they're they'll they're bounceability. But mm-hmm. it's the old people I'd be worried about breaking their hip or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Do you ever see anyone looking to use the phone box, as in going in and looking to see if anyone's working? Because I did have a look over Christmas. When I was in town. The ones outside your shop there, I opened them up and sure the last time they worked was. Some shortly after the Second World War, I'd say some of them. But like, do you know? The, yeah. does it, do you think anyone would use these new ones they're putting in? Um, I don't know. Uh, as you say, a defibrillator is a brilliant idea. Um, um, but um, I, I, I don't. I can't see anybody using them. No, uh, I can't see anybody using them at all. But uh, at mm. least the, the the big ugly things will be gone anyway. Mm. But the, just 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 get, I know it's I'm off subject here, PJ. And I'm sorry about that. But okay. if 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 the council could could pay, somehow paint an aluminum a yellow paint on the inside lip of the footpath, it, it would it would provide the psychological barrier that would stop the person from falling. You know. Yeah. Well, to uh, be fair, to be fair, you've been campaigning for years about the state of the phone boxes, and something is finally happening. Maybe, and those loading bays are a great idea, as you say, but you could easily trip and fall on the edge of them, so it wouldn't hurt if they were, the edges were more visible. That's, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. But the but, street itself is, it's a brilliant street. Oh, oh, street. Uh, a bit more guard presence, uh, like everybody's asking for all over the country, I'm, I'm sure. There was more over Christmas, and it, it, it was noticeable. There was a few guards around, and a lot of people were saying it was great. It was a great sense of relaxation. Come back again to the technical side of things. Look, IT phones technology. That's what you do there in in your shop. Like, have you seen these phones now? I I heard them in the UK. They have got phone boxes, but you tap a card to make a phone call. That worked. Do you think? Uh. I, 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 I don't know because I honestly think every single person, uh, whether it's senior citizens, the Doro is great f- uh, for senior citizens. The, even the Doro smartphone now is just it's a user friendly smartphone. Where you, where you just have the three contacts or whatever. It's extremely f- friendly, user friendly for any any senior citizen that hasn't had you um, experience of a smartphone. But um, I think everybody has a phone and and uh, especially. <clears throat> Did they have a full battery? The only the young people like yeah. um, that are addicted. Well, I'm addicted myself, and I'm not far from you. Aren't we all? But um, uh, the, the, the battery run, runs out. But the old power banks we sell them for fifteen euros. A great thing just to have it a backup for your pocket. Pocket, yeah. you know. Well, at least they're going to get something a bit more attractive than those. Um, and there's been a lot of push, and you've been driving that push. 
for quite a number of years. So there is something going to actually happen with them now. Aidan, thank you and continued success to IT Repairs down on Oliver Plunkett Street. Um, yep, phone boxes are being replaced with new ones. But when was the last time? I remember a great thing we did here one time. Uh, randomly, we went away we got just for the sake of something to do. And I think it might have been a Friday because we were kind of looking, what will get people talking now on a Friday? That's part of our job. Um, we got a few numbers, random numbers, for phone boxes up and down Patrick Street, right? The ones that were working. I think we got three or four numbers. Uh, there was one that, there's one, there used to be one outside Waterstones, and there was another couple up the two side. There was over one at the top of Winthrop Street. So I came here one morning, and in between ad breaks and songs and other conversations, I started ringing the phone boxes, just randomly. <laughs> and you would never guess, in your wildest dreams, who actually answered it. And I thought, you could not make this up. Would you care to guess? No, Kevin, it wasn't you. <laughs> Maybe you can guess, though. But you remember the phone box in Cantork being broken one yeah. time, and people were stuck. Well, well no, it, it's kind of broken in inverted commas. I think there was a technical problem with the phone. Right. That your 10 pence wasn't getting you like three minutes. It was getting you 30 minutes. <laughs> and there was a queue. Because the phone box that I'm talking about, was, if people in Kentucky will know, there's a chip shop called Mickey Finn's. Yeah. And there was a phone box outside that, and the queue was going around the corner for people to phone America and phone Australia and phone <laughs> anywhere in the world. But nobody said a, nobody said a word about it, and that phone box was technically broken for <laughs> the best part of about a month because there was a queue outside of it at seven o'clock every night for people phoning all over the shop. That's a great but, story. Look, do you know? I tell I tell you what, though, you go into some of the tourist towns around the place and you see the older phone boxes, the old African fish ones, the the green and white ones, and you see them preserved and you and they're nice. Yeah. But the, but the old metal boxes were soulless bloody things. Yeah. And if you, you know yourself, you go into in, in an emergency and <clears throat> the, the whiff of them, uh, they were horrible. <laughs> but the other side of it was, I think the last time I used one was when pages were about. Pages, and oh yeah. Do you remember that? You, you, your page would be, uh, someone's trying to get a hold of me and right, you go to the phone box because you couldn't afford to buy a mobile phone. That's right. You know, and plus, the, the size of the mobile phone, you'd have to carry it in your hand or in, your, in a bag or something. I remember having a pager in my newsroom days before yeah. mobile phones. Well, first of all, the ones that were the mobile phones that were that you put them into a gear bag, and the gear bag weighed about a stone <laughs> and a half. But secondly, yeah. they were too expensive, and you got about twenty minutes talk time in the whole day. So I had a pager oh, no, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a pocket full of twenty pence pieces. I remember that. I, yeah. I'd say you must be going back into probably the early to mid-90s. Middle-90s, yeah, middle-90s. Middle-90s, I suppose, when, when they literally dropped off the edge of a cliff. Then when, when mobile phones became affordable and started to be, become popular and the network became better, they, yeah. they just became pointless. But at the same time, you'd hate to see them all disappear, ah, especially yeah. the nice-looking ones, you know? You'd love to modernise them as well and maybe put a modern device into them where you can maybe tap a card for a phone. Oh. Because here's the thing. People Not always everyone say, has a mobile. Yeah, but what when the yeah. network goes down, Kev, as they do exactly. inevitably. Exactly. It's, it's one of those things. You, I remember you talking for ages about uh, stuff that councils and the governments have got rid of over the years. The main one being the rail lines. 
Yeah. It would be a shame to see something like that. There's only 15, so it's it's not the end of the world if we keep them in some way, shape, or form. Keep them usable. Because, like, how many times have you just, oh, my, my mobile's been stolen, or I've dropped it on the floor. I need the phone XYZ to come and pick me up. Can I borrow your phone? No, go to the phone box there and tap your card, you grant. Yes. You know, uh, and just, they, they need to keep them in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, I'd hate to see them gone. Yeah, because they're, 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 they're part of our heritage. And like you said, the nice green and yellow or green and pale yellow phone boxes. Down yeah. in, oh God, Castle Townsend, they've got one in the original box and it still works. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> if you have coins. Know, you, you, you asked there about the operator. I can remember my first, very, first, very first phone number when we were living in the market as a kid. It was three digits. And Three those digits. numbers still exist, but they they just expanded the numbers. Like they've added the six zero and the zero two nine and the, all that stuff. But I can remember where the phone directory was at outside the creamery in Newmarket. It was like a port cabin, and inside this port cabin, you you'd have to ring them to get to whatever connection you you wanted. I'm not that old. Like I'm only what fifty one. Yeah, but I can remember being a kid and you pick up the phone and it'll be hello, Newmarket. Uh, who you're trying to contact and you know you could have sit down and have a conversation with the woman in the port cabin that's right I'd never look in and there was a woman sitting inside there maybe a maybe a woman and possibly called Noreen or Bernadette as a lot of them were and she had this big headset on her and she had a load of leads and plugs so if you yeah. said you wanted can talk 546 she went hello 546 she plugged it into the wall and this like you said and this this is not 19, 1920 like this is no, this is 1977, 78, 79, you know. And, but the other thing is, well, how did people answer their phones back then? And it wasn't, hello, how are you? Or, morning, PJ, how are you doing? It was, hello, this is Newmarket, blah, 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 whatever the number is. <laughs> I, you know. Newmarket 502. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking for Newmarket 501. This is 502. <laughs> Will you ever run next, run in next door and tell them I'm looking for him? <laughs> <laughs> Kev, good to talk to you. Thanks a million. He's not talking about the dark ages, like he. I remember being in the Gwale talked with Chris Dreon in the eighties, the eighties, it was yeah. And the phone box in Fiohanach in the Gaeltacht in Kerry that we used to call home on had a handle on the side of it. I'm kidding you not. A handle, and we used to wind the handle, and the operator in Dingle would pick up the phone and, and put you through to your mammy. Fra- and that's not the Dark Ages. Frank. Morning, Peter. She says you're all very old. Now, you remember blocking... No, I did this too. Go on, tell people what you used to do. Well, first of all, Peter, wouldn't you think now that the team behind you would have sang happy birthday already, like? They did already. They did already. Well, they, I had well, strawberry cake do- for breakfast. They didn't do it on air, like. I got no, don't be done, don't draw that on me, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if Ross is around, you know Stop yourself, it. like. But, Behave yourself, go on. <laughs> ah, but geez, you're right, Peter, you're not looking that long ago. Like, you, you are talking about very late 70s, right into the mid-80s. Yeah. Uh, so you had the ones on the streets with your button A, button B. That's right. So, so first of all, you're, if, if you... If you couldn't get through, you press button B and your money came back, your two pence or your five pence or whatever. That's right. So, you, so you'd block that with chewing gum. <laughs> and, and, and then maybe a couple of hours later on the way home from school, like from the man, 
you take out the chewing gum and you chase your Mike a sixpence or eightpence, so you were able to get your one or <laughs> you did that. Too, to get, did you? you were able to get you were able to get your loose fag in Mrs. Cattles with your slice of Chester and she gave you lice and you did know, you ever pump the pump the buttons? Did you ever hit Oh absolutely. Are you just talking about the gates up there? No, we were down in Ballingary in seventy eight. Seventy eight you as you said you had the one phone box, you had the the dialer or the thing on the side and you had the buttons on top. Mm. So the trick was you tap the numbers. So if you wanted two, four, eight, you tap tap two, then you gave it a second, tap four, same again, tap eight. Yeah. But the trick was if there was a zero. So you tap the numbers and dial the zero. And never fail to work. I know, I know it never failed never. to work. You I mean, did it. You, you basically could, I mean, we, we were, ever, there was queues, more queues now at the phone box than there was going into the church in Ballingary, <laughs> like, you know. And it was, I mean, I worked then in 84 up in the Department of the Gales out in Dublin, and I was on the switchboard. And as you were saying, they were plugging things into units and was, and that, that's what we had to do. So you plug it in. And it would ring, we say, in the minister's office. But you could actually push up the switch and listen into every conversation <laughs> that, that he was, how he was having. <laughs> I, w- I was amazed. I wasn't called to the man tribunal, like put it that way. Frank, good man. Thank you very much. Hey, listen, all this is true. People who are listening and going, what? Lads, what are you talking about? No, you actually could hear everybody. The operator could hear everybody's phone call. And if you had two phones in the house, you could listen quietly to who your mother was on the phone to. Ka wants to talk about phone boxes, but first of all, you have experience of people lying about their age. Morning. Hi, TJ. How are you? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very <laughs> right, much. Um, and if you know, yeah. keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Is there nothing about the age? Yeah. Um, geez, years ago, it was so funny. I met this guy and uh, I was... Well, hold it right then. I was 35, I think, yeah. And, um, <laughs> so funny. He told me he was 38 for grand, and a couple of months, a couple of weeks, we kind of got into a relationship, and he asked me to do his um, car insurance, and he gave me his driving license. He actually lied about his age. <laughs> and what age was he? 25. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how yeah. did you feel? I mean, how did you feel about that? It was grand. We ended up having two kids later, like, so. Oh, so you're still with him? No, we, we, won't go, we can't go there now because he listens to this. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But you went on to have two children, he's 10 years younger than you. Yeah. And he told you yeah. it was fine. Well, you see, clear, two clearly... two separate families. I have a 30 year old in January, 25 year old, a 10 year old, and a 6 year old. So they keep me young. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> they keep me going. <laughs> nice one. Now, what, 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 what do you think this woman should do? Should she talk to him? No. Well, she's happy to just leave it. I mean, three years is nothing. Just say her mother leave. Because my mo- my mother actually um, <laughs> didn't. We didn't even know her real birthday because she was. I, I think my mum was making up her age as well. So no. <laughs> Tell her even often say her mother leave three years ago. It's funny that you should say that because we've just passed the anniversary of the late great Larry Gogan. And I remember yeah, when, oh, La- when yeah. Larry died, we had no idea what age Larry was. It turned out he was eighty-four. 
Right? We'd no idea he was that old. Yeah. We, everyone thought Larry was the Larry. He's 70 anyway, you know? No one knew. No one knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, because you were not just running on the cloud of cake together and I'm going to with the kids. So. Oh, come here. Phone yeah. boxes. Yeah. What happened? There was one on Cathedral Road and the one in North Main Street as well. The one on Cathedral Road was our lifeline to our love lives. Um, he was ringing the mother's number looking for the, the son, whatever. And. Uh, Manny, I'd like, be waiting at the phone box then for him to ring you. <laughs> He'd tell you to ring at such a time. Yeah. yeah. I'm really showing my age. And then one of our neighbours had a phone. We called them very posh because they had a soda stream as well. So we go, no, we give him 20 pence then because we used the phone. <laughs> they'd have, oh God, that was upper class. Like, not only had they yeah, a phone, yeah. but they had a soda and stream. soda stream, yeah. And, um, <laughs> Don't tell me they had a colour telly as well now, or we'd never oh, get it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, they're two front rooms and all. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> um, about my granddad, yeah, uh, he... Jesus, my grand be 100. No, I'd know it, uh, but we used to stay up there all the time. And he had a black phone. And he had a lock on the, you know, as you said, um, what you put your the dial, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the dial. So we discovered, I used to, what was the radio station again? On the top of Shandon Street. Oh, God, uh, Star, up over Shandon Cabs. Star, yeah. uh, Star, Star Cabs. No, above Star Cabs. Star Cabs. Uh, oh, was it? No. oh there was a radio one. station there. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. Centre, centre, centre radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to ring in there all the time. And um, so, for our guests, <laughs> I've got to tell you an email. If your number is 308-463, it's actually my granddad's number, you still remember. Right? So you take off the receiver. Right. And you know the things that go down the... The buttons? The button at the, where the receiver is, like, when yeah. you hang up. you tap it like Morse you, code. Yeah, you tap 3 then for 3, 10 for 0... Eight for eight, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And my granddad couldn't understand how he was getting the bill. I <laughs> said, <laughs> well, no wonder I actually went down to be a secretary of all the all the tapping. I don't know his fingertips. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, no, they were. Best memories. They, like, I got my daughter a phone there for Christmas and she's clung to it. We're going to climb the kids here. He said, the phone, I was take a step back from the phone. Um, <coughs> the best memories, <coughs> definitely. They are, they are. They were happy times. Happy and one in the North Main Street, I was walking up in Eva Rocha and I um, got my Christmas money, went into Red. And I came up and my bone, I think, the way it just, that's, I, I think I had about 200 and odd pounds, but that was good, like. That, I mean, was, that was huge money back then, yeah. yeah. So, do you know the phone box in Art Main Street by the post office? Not no opposite to it, on the same side by the, that church, across from Scott's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or wherever that place is called, the, the toilet, or Kilgrew, sorry. Kilgrew, yeah, I know, yeah. I know the area yeah. you're talking about, yeah. And I came, I'm, I don't know who I was drinking coming out from Reds anyway, I don't know. But anyway, I lost my purse. And the guard knocked at the door the following day. This guy found it from Sunday as well. And he handed it into the guards. So that was my, my good thing of uh, <laughs> the phone box. My, my, and every penny inside in that chat. Yeah, yeah. I love that one, though. The, 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 phone, the phone and going in and your grand, grand... And people used to do that. There was two things. Yeah. No, another thing people used to do, You couldn't understand it then. Do you remember the other one people couldn't used understand to do? understand it, yeah. If you, were, yeah. if you had a phone, right... You could either buy the lock for the dial, but then you yeah. come across and think, think you're tight, right? And right. another thing you could do is you well, could... he wouldn't give a sugar, but he You could go in, there was, you'd buy, you could buy these in some shops. It was actually a, a money box. And pe- right. people used to put it next to the phone. Yeah, and you put 10 pence into him. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I tell you, great memories. But hap- happy to And my first mobile phone number was the 088. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had a friend that worked in the cabs, 
shock and he said to me well, like, he said to me I know you I said what do you mean yeah I heard you over the phone he, they were able to pick up and the phone calls on their um that's right. The early, the, oh early, the early mobile phones could be picked up on the, on the scanners, yeah. Yeah, the OAD. It was like a big, huge thing. Like, um, do you know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Boris, is it? Whatever, that, that fella, the Indian fella, the funny fella, you know, the big, huge phone he'd have? Yeah. It was so funny. The phone was huge. It was like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> I had one of them, just like, just like a concrete yeah. block. Just like I knew we'd be like, you walking down the road with it, like, we couldn't fit into a bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All the pockets... All the back pockets in my jeans were all stretched and ripped from sticking the phone yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Can't leave it there. Thanks a million. That's great. That's great. We've gone to a whole different area now with the coin boxes. Um, Mary, I knew someone would ring in about this. Morning. Morning. You're in Toker. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I had the phone rang yesterday the landline, and my granddaughter was nearest to the hall, so I said, would you go out and answer it? And she told us when she came back in that uh, she stood in front of her for a minute, not thinking how was she going to answer, did she have to press a button or whatever. Get away. What age is yeah. she? 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's gas, isn't it? Phone is ringing, she gets the phone and she didn't know how to, oh my God. She stood in front of her and she was saying, like, I mean, she does everything. She has the latest mobile phone. She does everything. She does her work and mm-hmm. everything's on it. And, you know, book holidays or do her banking on it. But she had no idea how to answer an online. No. That's just, she stood in front of her and no, she picked it up eventually and yeah. answered it. But Hello. Said, oh, <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Do I press a button? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a sign of the times, Mary. That's a sign. I know, but it's great. It's great. I, I like that. They all, they all have mobile phones now, and you know, it's so fantastic that they do because communication is is so much better now. But the queues outside, queues of people outside phone boxes, people with the only phone in the street, you'd have a queue. People trying to get in the front door, and then there was two people in particular that come to mind. We mentioned them last week in the context of the the passing of the late Con O'Leary. I also referred to Davy Mack, Dave, Dave McCarthy, who was a, a counsellor and a great character on the north side of our, our lovely city. And Davy, for years, ran a clinic in the Super Value, Singleton's Super Value up there. And he would go up to the clinic and he had a little card table and a little chair and he'd bring his notes out and people could come and visit him for Davy Max local constituency clinic. But the best bit was that the the number for his clinic was the call box, the super value call box. And his little card table would be right next to the call box. That was a, a one story. Another man who is now a very prominent uh, TD for the north side of Cork City arrived on the scene in the 90s. And he lived... I don't know where he lived. He lived on the north side and his phone in the house, just as he was getting into political activism, the phone in the house, he was in living in a flat and there was a call box in the reception area or in the hall of the house. There was a call box, 20 pence slot in the call box. So his office, I'm sure I have the number still written down, became the call box. And if we wanted to, to interview him, he would ring us from the call box, he would ring the newsroom, 
when he's ready for the interview, because we know no, we know mobile phones from then. And he said, I'll go now, but you'll have to ring me back, because I've only got 20 pence. And you'd only get about three minutes for your 20 pence, and we'll be the interview with Mick Barry. And if he's listening, Mick Barry, TD, you remember that story, Mick, as well as I do. The call box, and we're trying to get, we're trying to get through to you. Saddest ever was when Gay Byrne rang a woman in Toker who'd won a car. Yes, I remember that on the on the Late Late Show. They used to do this draw. They still do it. Keelty still does them, I think, at the end of the show. But they, they, it would have been a massive, massive competition. And there was a card picked out of a huge, big tank full of cards. Thousands of postcards. And this woman... Rang, he rang this woman to give her the car and her daughter had died that day. And this was live. There was no editing. There was no time delay. There was no nothing. This was live. It's, it's, it's on YouTube somewhere. And the master, Gabo, handled it brilliantly. I mean, my daughter died today. And he... He had a panel with him in studio and Brendan Kennelly, the poet, I think it was, was on the panel and he threw it over to Brendan to see could Brendan come up with some comforting words. Frank, that's such a memory. Thank you. There was a payphone on the inter- on intercity trains, says John McNamara. John, I don't remember that. But inter- the Dublin Cork train had a payphone on it. Crikey. No, it wasn't Gareth O'Callaghan who answered the phone, Florence. No, it wasn't. Uh, well, no, Frank, it wasn't Joe Mack either. Teresa, your grandchild, is this about phones? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Uh, we were in upstate New York a few years ago with my son and grandson, and we came across a, pain, a pay phone, and my grandson Owen looked at it and said, What's this? So we explained it to him, his dad and ourselves explained it to him. And then alongside it was a telephone directory. And he looked at that and said, what's that? And we said, well, that's the telephone directory. That's how people found their people's numbers. But he said it's got their names, addresses and telephone numbers. And it was quite a thick book now. And we said, yes. He just could not comprehend it at all. Uh, he was about 15 at the time, 15 or 16. He's now 19. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's we amazing, isn't it? it? He'd never seen a phone book. Never seen a phone book, never seen a pay phone. I mean, it was only about six months ago, and I can't remember what it was now, but I was looking for a number for someone, and I didn't have it in my phone. And like an idiot, I went looking for a phone book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Old habits die hard. That, that, that's, true. that's fantastic. He had no idea. He'd never seen a payphone. Fifteen never years of age. Never seen payphone. And he, I, he had no idea what a phone book was. And that's only no. how long ago was that? Four years ago. Uh, four, four, five years ago, uh, roughly. You see, people yeah. think people think here, Teresa, we're talking about the Stone Age. We're not. No, we're not. <laughs> that's gas. That's so funny. Thank you, Teresa. No, it wasn't. Uh, thanks, Hannah. It wasn't. Killian Murphy answered the phone. No, no, nor was it Michael Flatley, Anna. No, it wasn't Mike Murphy either. But I know when the phone was picked up, I said, I don't believe it. Hello, John. 
And the Oscar goes too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember the day very well. You were walking down Patrick Street. We were acting the fool with phone boxes. You heard one ringing and you picked it up. Yeah, because strangely enough, that him and me, you would be going through town and I don't know, did you ever come across the situation where you would be passing a phone box and obviously someone had made some form of arrangement and the phone would be ringing. And a lot of time people would actually go into the box and pick up the number and talk to the person that was the stranger, you know. But um, I just happened to be passing that and the phone was ringing. I said, oh, just phone was ringing. So he opened the door and went and picked it up like it was on the other end of it. <laughs> of, of all people. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Of all the people on this one, Jesus, not him. <laughs> it was. And we were hoping against hope that by the end of the show that day, somebody would... But you're, you're right. Like, it could be a wrong number, but it could be someone with an arrangement. It could be someone just ringing for help. If a phone box rings, answer it. Oh, that, that was the rule at the time that you should answer, but you'd never know, like, I mean, what the situation at the other end was, you know? Mm. But uh, people didn't think twice about just opening the door, go and pick up the receiver and say hello, yeah. you know? But look, there, there were simpler times. And thing with the button B and button A, and then you don't know the money, and the operator would say, press button A, and say, I just have to press this. Keep pressing this. I can't press it anymore. <laughs> I know. And ringing, ringing the operator. Like, do you remember ringing the operator? Like, did, oh, you, did, did you ever do reverse charges? I did, but actually, when, when, when I was younger, only about 17 or 18, when they'd be ringing that in there, there was some lovely looking, uh, sounding girls on the other end, the operator, and uh, myself and the bodies, we'd be chatting them up, we'd be asking them out. <laughs> now, some, some, some of them were very flirtatious, some of them would, would just bite the head off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You used to dial 1 and ask for free phone inquiries, was another one. Yeah. Or you could, do, you ever, do you ever remember ringing the clock? Ringing the speaking clock? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That that was that was another uh, something else was done. Well, well, look, you know something. Uh, I'm glad to see that they're not gone completely. You know, they're putting a new form of yeah. them in because look, uh, there's an awful lot of change in your lifetime and my lifetime. I'm older than you, so the thing is that I don't know a lot of the changes and setting. Like as I said, if I if I'm ever out for a walk, PJ, and the doc turns up in the DeLorean. And he says, great, Scott, John, where do you want to go? I said, take me back to 1970. And that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> John, listen, have a nice weekend. Thank you very much. Great, John O'Donovan, who answered that random phone number in the middle of town. Quartz 96 FM.